everybody. Welcome to People Are Talking. I'm LaDonna Crawford. Today is April 25th, 2023. And hello springtime. It is beautiful today. Today I'm going to be bringing you a short story. It is a fiction story. That means I created it myself. It is not true. It's going to be called Operation Coming For You. Thank you. It was a beautiful spring day in Oakland, California. The mayor, David Warnell, was just retiring for the evening and he had a long day at the office. His son, he had his son, 21 years old. He was a junior, David Warnell Jr. The mayor lied down on the sofa, turned on the news. He always watches the news when he gets in. He opened him up a soda and he was watching the news. His son came in the house. Hi dad. Hi son, how are you? I'm great. I see you relaxing for the evening, he said. Yes, son, I am. And so his son sat down next to him, gave him a big hug, he said, Okay, son, what do you want now? What is it? He said, Dad, I, I just wanna go and pick up my friend um, for the, you know, to come visit for a little while. Would I please be able to borrow your car? He says, okay, yes, you're the keys are on my dresser, on top of my dresser. Be careful as always, take your cell phone and obey all the lights and the traffic rules. You know how things are. Yes, Dad, I know. So, he went and got the keys, and he was on his way to pick up his friend. And the mayor sat down, and he's like, oh my goodness, please let him make it home safely. Now, what had, the reason for him saying that, the mayor, Oakland has had a reputation for having a bit of a problem with the police department. There's been um, a lot of investigation for police corruption and violation of people's civil rights. So the mayor, he had been the mayor for three years. He had another year to go and he was going to run again for re-election. He was always trying to make a difference and make things better. He was getting a lot of complaints and he, you know, he was concerned himself for him, his son. So he was just lying on the sofa watching TV and he fell asleep. Meanwhile, his son was driving along. He jumped on the freeway and as soon as he jumped on the freeway, like two exits down, he noticed a police officer behind him and he says, oh, He's thinking in his head, what are they doing behind me, you know? Are they just going by? 
So he kind of slowed down and he actually changed lanes so they could go around him. However, when he changed lanes, slowed down, they changed lanes and they got right behind him. And they turned on their lights and, and oh my God. He looked in the mirror and said, oh my God, I know this is just not happening. Oh my God, it's not happening. So he pulled over and he says to himself, okay, remember what dad says, what I'm supposed to do. Obey all the rules, don't make no sudden moves, keep your hands up, up so we can see him. So he sat there in the car, he turned the motor off, the policeman sat in the car for a while, a couple of minutes before he got out. He walked around to the driver's side. There were two of them. One of them stayed at the car. He was waiting. They had called in his license plates. So the officer went to the car and he said, he rolled the window down and said, Hello, officer. Hi, what's the matter? What did I do? Did I do anything wrong? And he says, no. He says, um, you know, just want to, we're just checking. Um, we had a report of a, a car like this being stolen. You know, it's a really nice car, by the way. He says, oh, yes, well, I can assure you it's not stolen. Um, it's my dad's car. He says, your dad's car. He says, who's your dad? He said, he's the mayor, actually. The mayor of Oakland. He's David Warnell, and I'm David Warnell, Jr. And the police looked, he said, oh, okay, sure. Okay, do you have any proof of you have any idea, proof of who you are? So, just then, he said, yes, sir. So he asked him, please turn your motor off. So he turned his motor off. And he says, um, so if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to, you know, we're checking the license plate just to make sure, you know, that this is, is everything is okay. So he says, sure, officer. So he says, um, in the meantime, you know, if you could find some ID, I'd appreciate it. So he looked down on the seat and he checked his pockets. He felt his pockets. Oh my God, I left my ID. I was in such a hurry. I ran out of the house. He says, Officer, I'm so sorry. I was in a hurry and I just ran out of the house. I got the keys, but I forgot to bring my wallet. He says, But, you know, I can, I can. I'll call my dad, and then you can talk with him. He says, well, no. is there nothing? you have any, no form of ID on you? He says, I no, I, was, I left it at home. I'm pretty sure I did. So, he says, well, what do you have here to show me that this is your dad's car? He says, well, I'm going to look in the glove compartment. It should be there. I'm quite sure he keeps it there. So he says, okay, fine. He says, officer, did it come back yet? Have you gotten a report back from the license? He says, no, that is not stolen. And the officer says, no, we have, we're still waiting. He said, okay. So he checked in the glove compartment and he gave him, he got the registration and he gave it to the officer. And the officer says, thank you, young man. but." I'm still not satisfied because I don't have anything for you with your name on it. I cannot verify who you are. And, and I mean, I, I'm going to have to hold you, detain you here until I get a word back. 
and then we're gonna have to verify you who you are. So he says, well, oh my God, officer, please, um, can I call my dad? Can you call my dad? And he says, well, no, I can't call your dad. I don't have a number. And we can't take a telephone verification because, you know, it could be anyone else. So he says, okay. So he was still sitting there waiting. And so David Jr., he said, oh, officer, I just realized I have something I can I can show you, right? So he reached, he was reaching under the, you know, on the other side of the seat to get, he had his little work ID from when he worked earlier that day. He still had it, but he had put it on the passenger side. So he reached over to get the work ID. And the police officers pulled his gun. Wait, put your hands up. Don't move. He said, oh my God, what's that? And so he said, I was just going to show you my work ID. And so he turned around with the work ID in his hand. The police officer thought he had a gun. And he shot him. He shot him once. And he shot him in the stomach. And David Jr., he says, oh my God, you shot me. And then he passed out. Well, just then, just then, the police officer's partner came to the front, to the car. He says, man, what have you done? He says, I, I thought I was reaching for a gun, but he's reaching for his ID, his, his work ID. And his work ID says he's this mayor's son. He's David... Marnell Jr. and I shot him in the stomach. He says, "Not nine one, call nine one one now immediately and get a bus here, ambulance here right away." And he says, "Okay." He says, "And it, of course, it just so happens I just got the report. This car is not stolen. It is the mayor's car, and this is his son." So they, the ambulance came within five minutes. Thank the Lord. They rushed him to the hospital. And in the meantime, they called his dad, the mayor, and informed him that his son had been shot and explained to him everything. Oh my God. By then, his wife, the mom, had come home. The two of them rushed to the hospital to be by his side. And the mayor, you know, there were police officers all around and everyone because the mayor's son had been shot by the police and the mayor found out who did it and what happened and of course they they were both relieved of duty that night and you know pending the investigation so the doctor came out and he explained to the mayor his wife that the son would be fine that the bullet missed all the major organs and arteries but he would have to stay in the hospital for a few days they want to make sure that he doesn't set up an infection. And so that was all great. And so they decided to spend the night in the hospital so that when he wake up, they would be there. Well, the young man was released from the hospital three days later. The mayor was, he had a, held a press conference and he, and he talked with his staff. He decided he wanted to make a change and it had to happen right away. This should not have happened. 
they should have waited until they got the report back from the license plate. There were so many things they did wrong. So the mayor decided to, and he had his meetings with his staff members. The town had a meeting. They decided they wanted to create a task force to investigate police officers that have been having problems within the department with complaints of harassment and um, violations of people's civil rights over policing and such. They decided they would get police from different cities around, you know, the community around California because they wanted them to be objective. So they eventually they gathered, they got together 20 police officers from different police um, departments around the city, around the state of California. It was a, a task force. It actually had a name. They named it Operation We're Coming For You. They decided that they would give all the police officers 30 days to volunteer to come in if they had been um, one of those persons that had broken any rules or laws that they didn't know of, violated any rights, harmed anyone, assaulted anyone. If they come forward within 30 days, the district attorney would work with them and they would be lenient on them. However, depending on the severity of, and the nature of the, the offense they create, committed, they may lose their job. They may lose their job and not be able to work as a police officer again in the state of California. Any of the police officers that didn't come through in 30 days and they're found to be guilty of uh, violating the citizens' civil rights would be terminated depending on the nature of the situation, possibly jail time, and not able to work in any of the departments in the state, of course. So, they got that task force started. The citizens were were okay, and his son was really elated. They named the bill. They they put it you know in honor of his son because had you know his son propelled this into action. You know, unfortunately, he was injured. But due to his injury, it it brought about a great change. So, after the 30 days was up, they had 65 officers that had come forward, and they had worked with the district attorney on their cases, none of which were made nothing serious as murder or rape or anything. But the charges that they had, they worked with them on it. They were also... They were also told that they had to have additional training before they could come back to work, you know, and they were going to be off work for a week, 
with no pay, two weeks with no pay. There were officers that were investigated that did not come forward after within 30 days. They were terminated. Those officers were terminated. They were not allowed to apply to work anymore in the state of California. And there were actually a few that had to be arrested because of the severity and nature of their offense. So, it, time had gone on, it had been a year had passed, and it was time for re-election for mayor. Well, Mayor Warnell won hands down because that offense, that task force, we're coming for you, was such a hit. It did so much good, so much good. And the, the, the townspeople, everyone loved them. They were so happy. Meanwhile, other states were taking notice. You know, this is on the news, of course, internet. Everyone was watching how things was going to turn out. And it turned out really well for Oakland. And so that implemented the other police officers, the states that were having problems. Some of them started the program as well. Meanwhile, the 20 police officers that was involved in the task force all went back to their departments. Things calmed down and settled down, and there was not any more problems like that. Crime actually went down, and the uh, complaints went down as well, because the citizens knew, and the police officers knew, that if they get crazy and disruptive and out of control again, they knew what was going to happen. So, that is my nice short story for the day. I hope you all enjoyed it. If so, please, please share with your family and friends. And have a great day. Be good to yourself. And remember, Jesus loves you. Even if you don't know him or love him. Peace, everybody.